Hi, I'm Chud. And I'm Lanny. And this is The World As It Is Today. Welcome back to another episode of The World As It Is Today podcast. We're so excited to be here with you today. It's been a while again, but I'm going to stop saying that. I yeah, think. it's uh, it, when it's regular. It's, it's not, just it's our we're here we're back. back for our regular scheduled episode, yeah. monthly, maybe or ish. whatever it's monthly ish. Yeah, we do what we want. You it's know, ish on the end of anything, and it doesn't mean anything anymore. It means nothing. Just like this podcast. (laughs) So thanks, guys, for being back with us, sticking with us, and and joining us when we are here and available. Um, Thank you. I think there's, like, not too much news. You know, I mean, there's a ton of things. Yeah, I don't know about it. But I don't want to talk about our personal lives. <laughs> oh, news like that. I think oh, the news. No, no, no. I don't know anything I'm about that. I'm aware of some news and I don't want to. No, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about our personal lives. We've got lots of good stuff going on. We're doing lots of batch cooking. We uh, we processed an elk. We, that was pretty cool. We. <laughs> I mean, I did almost lose my shit. No, I actually lost my shit. Uh, broken ice cube tray. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's the kind of violence that I have to deal with here in our home. Because sometimes, you know, he slams something down and it's brittle and frozen, and, and then it breaks. And it's known to happen. So yeah, it was. It, was, it was. It was great because it was a. It was a learning experience. I'd done things like that before, but it had been a long time. I had never done such a thing in such a confined kitchen. Not that we have a confined kitchen, but two large cutting boards next to a sink putting a full leg down on that covering both cutting boards and then hanging, you know, a foot into the sink, <laughs> literally yeah. a foot, uh, so, a foot of measurement. What people might not realize when they are processing wild game is that it depends how the animal was treated in the field, what you're going to get. So in this case, they weren't able to pack out the whole animal. So they had to break it down to a point in the field. That means that we were dealing with pulling out pine needles and cedar uh, branches and uh, dirt and rocks. Found some rocks with my beautiful knife. <laughs> yeah. And, sucked, but all, and, you know, fur and all of that. So it was a lot of cleanup before we got to the point where we were actually like grinding it and making things and making steaks. But it was, I think it was worth it. Oh, yeah. Every step of it, even though I did, I got really frustrated at one point just because it felt endless and I didn't have the space for it, et cetera, et cetera. It was also the the beauty of it was it was cold. So we were able to just keep shit outside. Like a cooler outside was fine. Was fine. Yeah. We never had to worry about the fridge when we're working through it. So we have that to be thankful for. But I think we learned a lot from it and that was good. Um, We've probably done a hundred other big projects since then. Yeah. <laughs> when, and before that, since we've been on the podcast. Uh, but they didn't feel as unique. As no, that. that one was different and a little out of our ordinary. I made a big batch of tamales, which I've never made before. Oh, there was another one. That, that was, was exciting and difficult and also frustrating to a point because I think I learned a lot from it. I think we need a new stand mixer because I really wanted to use that and it was overheating and that thing's from like 1970. I don't know. My parents got it for their uh, wedding anniversary. So I, uh, yeah, that was fun, but we've been just, you know, kind of closing the garden down and, um, moving the chickens into a new routine and and just kind of getting ready for winter Yeah, and enjoying this, um, weather change and a little more time to relax and be with family. Yeah. I see something after this weekend that we're, we're on now of that. I'm going to probably be done with the garden. Yeah, I think we're we're about there. Like I'm really close. I'm going to be sealing up our compost. And really, the way I'm done with the garden is I just stop going in there for a while. <laughs> and 
it's fine. Like it just breaks down and then I deal with it in the spring. Here's a small thing that some listeners might find to be interesting. When I was cleaning up the old cucumbers, a few that we, we just said, screw it. Like we've, we, <laughs> we've done enough and you know, I don't know. Was, yeah. I bailed on the cucumbers because we had, I don't know, four gallons of fermented cucumbers. And it was probably over a half dozen, under a dozen, somewhere in there. Um, and as I was, you know, picking those up and throwing them in a bucket to take over to the compost, they smelled so much like pickles. Like at first it smelled like cucumbers, which I expected. But then I was like, no, this smells like pickles because they're fermenting on the ground. This is literally, this is nature's pickle right here. Like, That's so cool because they are, they're fermenting inside of their skins and without salt or the help of anything. It's nothing. an anaerobic environment. If the skin is intact, meaning mm-hmm. there's no oxygen and that's what that kind of bacteria needs to thrive. So Which it's all just, but two of those were still hanging. It's so, you know? cool, so they're yeah. just hanging and, and fermenting. They're turning into pickles on and the it's fucking such vine. a good way to get the seeds to separate from like the membrane. And then those seeds would then drop and reseed. It's like this natural cycle of the plant and yeah you could straight up go and eat those if you wanted to i did not try they're not going to be as good because there's no garlic or dill <laughs> and I, I, I just wasn't in a mind frame of even thinking of eating yeah. them. Uh, like i was already in the movement of like uh moving them over to the compost and stuff and it's just as they would hit the bucket and spread open it was like oh wow that smells really freaking good yeah that's so cool yeah, so I wanted to share. Uh, we did get way back in at the end of August. We got a review on the uh, like iTunes, iTunes for this, and we've uh, never I shared no it. Yeah, I never look at those. I things. think I might have shared it with you once, but because we laughed about it, but we oh, didn't okay. um, ever share it on the show. It says it says five stars, refreshing. It's refreshing to hear a podcast in this genre that doesn't revert to failed attempts of humor by being childish and vulgar, as most other podcasts in this category do. This is a good listen. They're conversationally funny without effort and without being immature. I think it's so nice. (laughs) I love it so much. I love the idea of someone thinking them conversationally funny. That's like such a huge stroke for my ego. I think it's absolutely funny that anyone think I'm not that's immature. the most hilarious part because I we we think of ourselves as being very immature, but I can see what they mean. Like if you're comparing us to certain other people who are just, you know, saying the bottom of the barrel jokes constantly, you know, like I don't know what you'd well, be talking you, about. You, you know what's funny huh. is um, you know, I've worked at the same place for 24 years wow. this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, but not for 24 years straight. I've worked there on and off throughout yeah. time. Mm-hmm. I started there when I was 18 years old. Wow. Was I 18? Maybe even 17. Yeah. But whatever the case, like when I was when I was quite young and I was a very different person back then, as you can probably imagine from from having listened to this show. But uh there was like definitely a rift between me as a, as an, we'll say 18 year old and the, and the older guys that were like 25, mm-hmm. because I was very immature, yes. you know, uh, we, we work with food and like, I would label stuff with butternut squash in it is butt nut spelled B U T T N U T T, you know? And they'd be like that, you know, that's so immature, blah, blah, blah. And I'd be like, yeah, but you can read it. You know, like it's just a label that no one in the world's going to see except for us, you know, like whatever, get over it, like get over it. It's not that fucking bad just because it's immature. Yeah. But now I'm in my forties and I'm working with guys who are 25 mm-hmm. and they all think I'm immature. Like it's... they don't, they would never say it like that, but I like, 
I scare them by writing butt nut like that. Yeah. Like it's like, oh, it's like borderline sexual harassment. The question, <laughs> should I tell anybody? Like, is this a big, like, I don't know. It's just weird. Show me on the doll, kid, where this guy said a mean word to you. <laughs> In the late 90s, early 2000s, to be immature was annoying to older people. Mm-hmm. And now those people find older people to be annoying. Uh, you know what I it's mean? It's weird. Like, yeah. Because it's not so much um, us changing as it is the culture changing. The culture you know? changed. This is one of those great examples of where I didn't really change what I do. My stupid sense of humor of thinking, saying butt nut is like really funny. And it's just like a giggle funny. It's Beavis and Butthead was still on the air and I thought it was funny. Yeah. And now it's been, well, now it's back on the air. Yeah, I know, <laughs> that's it's been great. off the air for decades. And I still think it's funny. And people like it like shifted. Like I went through that. 25 year old range where people were starting to get mature and da, 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 and I didn't. And then I'm older and now I'm immature and they're all mature. I don't know. Yeah. It's just, it's, it's just interesting. It's just interesting. But you know, regardless of any of it, of us being dorks and being immature in our own way and like having a dirty sense of humor. Um, thank you bootstrappers for leaving the review and for your feedback. Oh, yes. Sorry. I like that you find us conversationally funny. It makes me really, really, really happy. Mm-hmm. So thank you so much. And if, if you haven't yet left us a review, we would really appreciate it. So go and, you know, iTunes is the one I'll like, see share, sure. subscribe. I think it's what like, and ring the subscribe. fuck out of that bell. <laughs> so you said a bad word. Now I feel like we're not fulfilling what they're asking of us. There's so much pressure. No, no mature people swear. We say bad words sometimes. It's okay. <laughs> That's why they say it's for mature audiences only. Right. Right. Yes. It's, it's swearing. Because you're mature. So then the other thing I wanted to mention is that, yes, I'm still working on my new website, preservingtoday.com. And more, I'm really focusing on the YouTube channel, Preserving Today, uh, youtube.com slash at preserving today. If you haven't subscribed to me there, do that. Even if you're not into the cooking stuff as much as me, if you subscribe, if you like stuff when you see it, if you watch my videos, that really helps. If you want to help us some way that's not donating money, like that is such a good way to do that. I'm trying to grow that channel and it is growing slowly but surely. I'm just going to keep putting stuff out, but I have I have plans for the future with that that I need to need to get to a certain point before I can kind of move to the next level. So views watch watch hours as they say so you know put my playlist on for your dog when you go to work <laughs> during the day and I'll that'll really rack them up so thank you guys uh for all your support throughout the years i don't know we're almost 2 years into this podcast now this yeah, is gee. the 59th episode mm-hmm. almost 60 which is good we were we were set to have more than that but we said we had to yeah, well, slow down we, we used to do once a week right yes like yeah it was cool. once a week and then our kids were getting older and we had some uh, hardships and you know it's of, really hard for us to get down here we, we all of them now are always recorded now in the wee hours of the morning right when, where we used to be able to do it at you know just after dinner or just before dinner and like i've tried at least once maybe twice now to set up something with you and me together on a different podcast or interviewing someone or something like that. And just, it's so hard to make it It's really challenging. So I'm, I'm happy to be here with you when I get the chance to, and to have this space to talk still and share with people. So guys, interact with us any way you'd like to, you know, whether it be through Instagram or DMS or emails, and we love to hear from you. Um, Today, we want to talk about something that's super mature and so, oh yeah, it's only oh, for mature so audiences. Bring, bring that up. I, yeah, I kind of thought that through. This. Um, but we want to talk about the new South Park movie that just came out a couple weeks ago. Yep. 
Do you remember the name of it? Oh, gee. That would have been uh, good for yeah, us yeah, to do a little it's, research. Um, um, the, uh, the Panderverse. Panderverse. That's right. So, Which is what everybody picked up on. Like yes. A lot of people have talked about this. There's memes about it. There's beliefs that they affected Disney's decisions and stuff so like I that. So I will say to anyone, we, we are going to have spoilers because we're going to talk this through. Um, but we want to talk about the like larger themes of you know, what they're bringing up in the show and the society. So there's kind of like two plots to it. There's mm-hmm. like a subplot, there's an of course. A, B, a plot, B plot kind of deal. So A plot would be the Panderverse thing, right? Mm-hmm. And Which is what's can, gotten a lot of Can you attention. kind of describe what that, what that is? Uh, basically, um, right from the beginning, it's a, it's a multiverse thing, right? Like Spider-Man multiverse sort of deal. And uh, it plays heavy on Disney of that. There's another universe that is just like South Park, except everyone is colored women of of uh, women of color. Oh, sorry. <clears throat> Jesus. Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> I just got canceled so hard. <laughs> women of color, um, different genders. Don't they prefer Pac? Like people of color. Yeah, pox. people They're of color. Pox. But I pox think, on yeah, we'd be <laughs> what? <laughs> Sorry. My God, uh, okay. it's just the stupid names. But anyway, there's like a rainbow of colors. They're female. They're um like transgender, mixed genders. They're all lesbian, homosexuals. It seems like. Yeah, it's like, and it's so it's like the same South but Park characters. But it but is, but it is cleverly and beautifully done. Of that, like, they, it's a black woman being Cartman, for instance. Assuming all the listeners are familiar a little with the show, and it's her saying, you know, "Fuck you, you fucking butt fucker, fucker." You know, like I don't know, talking in the rhythm. And oh my style. gosh! And this lady, whoever did this voice, I don't know how they did the voice. Maybe it's AI, but they did such a good job. Like it was Cartman, but a black lady. They, it was like the, it, it was. Awesome. all of them even kenny who's normally muffled and her and her what he's saying uh like you she, this girl wasn't muffled at all but she spoke in the same rhythm the same, and said yeah. the same kind of stuff that you can usually pick out yeah it's a, a little yeah. perverted and like kind of saying the over the top stuff yes it know? was so it was funny but the idea is is that disney is changing everything to become that yeah and they're calling it the panderverse because you're pandering to all these different, I don't know, whatever subcultures or the, you know, all the, these different woke the, concepts, the loud woke well, well, voices, right? It's pandering to woke concepts, is what I would describe. So that's it as. the A plot. And then the B plot is much better. So interesting to me. And what we well, wanted to talk maybe about. Maybe I shouldn't say better. Like, I'm like, that's it's it, uh, it means something so much more to me. Right. It, Disney, it, I don't give a shit. I like some Disney stuff. Don't get me wrong, but I don't care about these new movies no but it is funny and you have seen a lot of remakes of old stuff coming out with new colored casts and, that they're there, and, and new you know, you know like in innuendos see, they, about sexuality and they're all they're not 100 about it because they put out the new pinocchio mm-hmm. and instead of a real italian they had tom hanks doing a, a terrible uh I italian know. accent and as an italian american <laughs> i was extremely offended but that. see italians are up for grabs because we consider them white yes you know, we don't like, care about yeah, them. Yeah, yeah so we can mock them and make fun of them all we want um but okay so this b plot was basically how do we get brought in it's stan right is his dad is Randy? Is yep, that the one? Yep. Randy okay. Stan's dad. My yeah. personal favorite. I was going to say maybe my show. favorite character on the show. I think is Randy, and he is now the owner of a farm, Tegrity Farms, which he's been for a few seasons. He's a pot farmer. Yeah, and he's on the farm, and the wife says, "Hey, will you look at the oven? The the 
door's not working or something. Yeah. And Randy's upset with his son because he's just playing video games and not doing anything, right? Mm-hmm. So bring us into that. So yeah, Randy brings both his son and daughter over to the oven. He's like, we need to do some stuff around here. This oven's not working. See, look, and he shows that it's not opening all it's the It's not going to fix itself. Yeah, it's not going to fix itself. So what do you do? And they're like, I don't know, dad. And he's like, you take out your phone and you call a repairman (laughs) is what you do. And uh, which was really funny to me because uh, I fix stuff like that all the time. It's all outside of my wheelhouse. We've done like whole episodes talking. Oh, yeah. How you just work through things. What was it? What was the title of the episode? Like, you don't know until you try. Sure. Like that would fall right under it. If there's a I don't know shit about ovens, but. I, I understand the way the world works. So if I have a broken hinge on an oven, I'm going to mess with it until I figure it out. But something that's very likely to come up very shortly into my endeavor these days is I don't have a phone, but I pull out my computer. <laughs> yeah, you I go, sit down at your computer. I, I run down to the basement and I boot up my computer and I go to YouTube and I look up my oven and look at all I look at look at several videos about the hinges on that oven just to get an idea so that I don't break my oven door. So when, when, when Randy was leaning down and condescendingly speaking to his children, you pull out your phone. We thought he was going to say you, you go to YouTube and you watch a tutorial, and right? Especially keep in mind, we mentioned he's now a pot farmer. He's a farmer. Yeah. He's he, actually, you pointed out, he wears the same jacket that I wear. Yeah, he looks like, like he, he, he kind of like dresses <laughs> like I do or whatever. He's got like a Carhartt jacket and some dirty jeans on or whatever. But he's, uh, and he's stoned all the time and he's just a jerk. Yeah, it sounds <laughs> <But> exactly <laughs> like <laughs> So he, uh, he's, instead of saying you look at YouTube, he says you call a... Uh, a repairman. repairman, which we thought was really, really funny because it's like, yeah, they're like, that's a different level. They're like richer than us. You call a repairman. Yeah, right, right. It's like, he's not even going to try to fix it first, but to condescend, condescendingly, whatever I'm trying to say, speak to your children like that about like, duh, don't you know how to fix stuff? You call a repairman, yeah, you know, yeah. it's like, they're so lazy. They're not doing anything. And then he's all he's doing is picking up a phone to call a repairman about something as simple as the hinges on an oven, which can be challenging, as we know, but you can still at least try. Oh, it can be challenging as shit. Like, I don't know. I'm not opposed to calling repairman. No, I'm not opposed to uh, call. But there's like a, a series of things. First, I try. Then I look on YouTube. Then I talk to some friends that might have some more experience than me. Mm-hmm. And if I get all the way down to here and I'm still scratching my head and I'm going like in the case of a, an oven door like that, it might be, there's probably a glass panel in that door. And if even everybody's saying, no, you just got to force it. It might feel like a bad idea to force, to f- replace this $7 hinge. If I'm going to break that break glass the door. and then have a $400 door that I need to replace. Right. And have an oven power. that's not working in the interim. Right. Like, um, yeah. like for us and for Randy in this episode, you could open it halfway so you can still sneak stuff inside into it. You know, it's just not opening all the way. Mm-hmm. So anyhow, so he calls the repairman and then what happens? The repairman the isn't repairman able to come is, right is out. He's a really great character with like no teeth and a beard <laughs> and a real, real classic, you know, just general handyman. Yeah. And uh, he's he takes a look at oh yeah yep it's uh your new screws are stripped on your hinge here so I'm gonna have to get some new screws yeah I'm gonna have to go down to Home Depot to get those uh you know uh but I gotta go over to so and so's house first and repair their water heater or whatever he says uh 
because they're paying me a thousand dollars. Well, no, he says, okay, so I won't be able to come back till tomorrow. And Randy oh. says, oh, well, no, you need to come right back. And he's like, no, I'm, I'm going to go to this other place. Randy's offers him more money. He's like, oh no, they're paying me more money already. Yeah, they paid me a thousand dollars to do it. So a, this kind of starts to lead to you realizing that this handyman is busy and he's, he's got in the, high demand. He's got the leverage suddenly. Like it used to be, and, and it's really directly addressed. Like, cause, cause he, Randy turns to his kids and he says, see, this is what you have to do because handymen don't make very much money so you offer them more just money just got to dangle a dollar in front of them yeah. they'll be right back but he's up. like but now he's going no cuz someone else is dangling more dollars in front of me and uh suddenly you start to realize wait the repairman has some leverage here he's in high and demand this is real like i i'm not a repairman for yeah. other people i don't know too much about this, but this is real. I'm sure of it. Well, okay, let's use a personal example. We we don't call repairmen very often. It's only been maybe once since we've been in this home. Well, we, call, I can't think of anything else. Well, than, not necessarily repairmen, but outside professional help. Like yes. a septic tank at one point. Sure, okay, we had a septic tank guy here. We had an, uh, uh, someone we knew that was an electrician come with some help with something. Yeah, yeah. But that was under the table. But anyway, this one I'm thinking specifically of, so we were having a problem with our stove, our range. Our, literally our oven. Yes. Okay. And the we were, hinges were an issue. Well, the hinges were an issue, but that wasn't that stopping wasn't me from using issue. it. But the issue was that I could only use two out of six of the burners on my on my range. And at first, when we first moved in, it was an intermittent problem that one of them didn't want to light. And then it stopped lighting. And then another one where if you you, you could light it, but it would just keep ticking. It wouldn't stop trying to light it. Mm-hmm. So anyway, it eventually Everything got to the point. Functional. And I kept, I kept doing all the, I I looked on YouTube, you know, and like everyone's saying, yeah, yeah, you just clean these, you do these. I even replaced all the, you replace all the igniters and they worked better, but it wasn't that it didn't stop that ticking. ticking. So we finally found that it was probably something to do with the electrical aspect of the 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 stove, the deeper electrical, and like taking off panels and stuff. And 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 I even like traced all these lines. My, my, my issue with taking it apart was I could see that if what I took apart, didn't go back in right it would stop both the oven and the the yeah. igniter in the oven it's a gas stove but yeah, these I, igniters are electrical and i was like man i would end up having to like rewire this like in, i know in i wanted you because so i wanted directions. you to just turn the igniters off and i would use a lighter to light it that's what i wanted yes but then you I, said that wasn't what's separate from the oven and i didn't want to have to light the oven with a lighter yes so anyway we were like totally trying to white trash <laughs> <laughs> it, and just like be okay and with really, it being that broken. Oven was what because it all being on one circuit. That's the oven was what made it really weird because the oven needed a thing to turn it on and off. The thermometer, that yeah, would tell it to get to a certain temperature and then, and then turn, turn off, off to maintain a to temperature, maintain a yeah, even temperature. So that's why I that's could, what we couldn't do it, it off yeah. so hard. So anyway, it became I, an advanced electrical problem as opposed to the DIY easy route. So I'm like, we decide we're gonna call. I have huge anxiety about ever bringing someone into the house to fix something. I really don't like it. I don't know where that comes from. Probably from my childhood. It's like my dad would try to fix stuff. He wouldn't finish it. And my mom would call a repairman. It would have been them fighting about it. And maybe that that's even where it stems mom, from or something. It be, mom wants the repairman. Dad and my doesn't. dad doesn't. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. classic. And so she, and she's like calling the repairman out of spite by that point. Cause <laughs> yeah. he's not finishing it out of angry, you know? So anyway, I have anxiety. I'm calling all these places. I'm trying to figure out who will service our uh, oven uh, stove. And it's a Viking range, which isn't as common. It's like fancier here. Uh, We do have some upscale homes that probably have them in there. Mm -hmm. But uh, there's even fancier, newer stoves that are in those homes, which I learned from this repair guy who ended up being cool. But the, the whole point of all this is that I called like five places 
And people were like, no, we don't service those. But before I could even get a no, we don't service those, I would get a voicemail and the voicemail would be, hi, thanks for calling. I appreciate you you know, reaching out, but we are booked out for weeks. Yes. And unless this is an emergency, then we're not going to be able to come out to your house. And then through enough research, we found there was one guy that's like an independent dude. And he was certified, he's certified on these. So he mm-hmm. like has lines on the parts and everything, because that was another aspect of it too is maybe I could have done this if I'd been able to pull everything out and replace everything. Yeah, but how do we even get parts? And it's not just straightforward. It would be a a harness of wires that would need, you know, it would be a big project. So I call this guy who's certified Viking and his voicemail is, hey, you know, this is Tim. I'm like, I'm not going to be able to come out to your house. I'm way too busy, you know, but if this is a emergency or if you're in my area where he was, like he's a little bit out in the county, yeah, he was he like a sudden valley. He was like, if you're like in this area and you're like my neighbor, or if you are a Viking owner, I am I'm obligated to as a Viking Certified. professional a service person to come out to your house and make you a priority. So I leave the guy a message describing what it is that it's these burners, and he calls me back. This dude knew exactly what it was. He called me like right back. He listened to my message and he's like, oh, because you explained what it is so well, I called you right back. Yeah. Because he knew it wasn't going to be dicking around with somebody who's like, oh, my oven doesn't light, but I haven't tried to diagnose it at all. Right. Like we were to the point where we understood the problem. He knew exactly what part it was. He had it in his truck and he came out there like that later that night at like 7 p.m. Yeah. He came out 7 p.m. and worked until like 9 or 10. I worked that day. But I was here when he came in. Yeah, so. I had you go with the kids, and I just, I just hung out with the guy, and he, he like wow. knew so much, and I like it, it was, it was crazy. So we learned a ton from the guy, and he had this. It was like a computer module thing that goes in the back, and it gets overheated from the oven over time and wears out, right? Mm-hmm. And it fixed the problem, and it was very nice. And while he was here, I was like, "Do you have any hinges?" And he's like, "Yeah." And so he just replaced the hinges, and he was like, "These doors are such a bitch to get off." Like. Yeah. I fight with them every single time. And so he had like some like two by four that he stuck under the door and like hammered it out. Yeah. But I that's just, that I wasn't there for that, but your description of it, I'm like, yeah, that all makes sense, but I'll be damned if I was going to do that. I know. To my and the re- but the reason he knew he could do that is because he'd done it so many done, times. A hundred of them. Or and even so five of them. That's what you get from a repair person is this experience of like doing you know, troubleshooting things over and over again. Yeah. So you just continue to get better for it. Well, you know, and just to, I don't know if this is a point that needs to be driven in, but you can, you can think of that for uh, working in a body shop, all those years, oh, yeah. right? Like uh, we at the body shop, we have uh, technicians and some of them are better at Bondo. Some of them are better at hammering things on a, on a, on an anvil, you know, like different, different specialties there, but then you have like paintless dent removal. Mm-hmm. Right. That's something that they need to call in a repairman of sorts. Yeah. They, you need to call in a, a, a paintless dent repair person to do this really quick. They will do it like that. Yeah. Whereas anybody else, like everybody in that shop, myself included, are capable of doing that. Yeah. But it will take hours. Right. Well, it, this because, guy knows exactly how to heat up and massage that metal and make that dent pop right back out without damage. And, the and he's kind of talking to you over his shoulder while he's yeah. doing it, only half ass looking because he does hundreds of these like a day yeah like right he's done he's done tens if not hundreds and that's what you pay for when you get a repair guy is somebody with expertise somebody that with has experience right and so it doesn't make it's not like it should be off the table but what ensues with this south park episode after Mm -hmm. is the illustration of what society i feel like is is moving towards and that becomes 
Randy can't get this guy to come back out. So he calls a different repairman and that guy is so far out and he doesn't want to come to his house. And then they go to the Home Depot to go hire some Mexicans. to go hire some Mexicans. And instead of Mexicans standing outside of the Home Depot asking for a job like they've actually joked about this in the show before. Yes, they have. Instead of that, it's a bunch of rich white guys standing in front of the Home Depot begging people to come to their house to fix it. Do things. your tax returns if you come fix my stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 you know, like they've got like psychiatric sessions. Like, yeah, yeah. like I'm a counselor. We can talk about anything. Like, just I'll come you, to fix my. I'll give you five free therapy sessions if you unplug my drain. I need you, know? you to put my window in. And then the news reporter comes and he's reporting on the shortage of handyman and guys i'm here for my third day and my water heater is still not fixed so he's also looking for a handyman okay so there's like a a a little thing within that that i think is like really getting at some stuff too which is um at one point a contractor looking guy pulls up in front of the home depot and he says yeah i'm looking for five guys who know how to run a power saw and they're like, oh, we can do your tax returns. We can do that. You know, we can obviously he's like, I said five guys who can run a power saw. And like all of them are looking at each other like, I, I can't do that. And he's like, ah. you know, and he drives, drives off, off kind of pissed off. And something that I, I immediately thought of with that is um, that may be true today. That may be true today. But in my head, that's not true. Yeah. A group of dudes who were um I don't know about lawyer was the first one I was going to say, but accountants and, you know, people like um, uh, middle-class men who work pussy jobs, we'll say. I don't don't mean that. Yeah. Just like cushy jobs. They're soft, somewhat soft men, Yeah, but they own their own home. They know how to use things and fix the things that run their house. Most of them have a few power saws in their garage, you know, like maybe they own a chainsaw. Like I think of my uncle who was an elementary school teacher, but he's got tools and they're like like organized and really clean. Like it's weird compared to my dad. And I've even gotten tools from him because he's he's like, oh, I got this hedge trimmer. I bought a battery powered one because that's what you have now. Do you want this old one? And it's like, oh, I don't really, I don't trim any hedges, but sure, I'll take it because... Who knows? And it's been really well cared for. It's like still in the box with his like receipt with it and yeah. stuff. But like that guy knows how to use basic things and fix basic. That guy's if, done a renovation on his own bathroom before. If that guy was in that pool, he would have said, "Yeah, I can run a power saw." Yeah. Like if you're in a if you're in a position that you need someone to run a power saw, see, like typically the reason those guys aren't out from Home Depot is because they don't need the money, right? Um, but here we are. But they and in this case, they don't need the money. Right. They're not looking for the money. So they might not want to go work for a day for a contractor no. power sauce, but they all look at each other like none of them know how to use one. And that brings it back to I probably said it on here before when I hired a guy a few years ago uh, to work in, in that food service industry that I work in. And I said to him, and he's a young guy, young skater dude, you know, kind of kind of manly within that. And you say and I said and I said. I'm just training them on some things. I said, I'm not sure if you're good with tools, but and he's like, I'm not. I was like, oh, oh, wait, you're not. Okay. I was just about to, sh- I'm showing you where the tools are because you have to use tools for this job. You know, like I, I like, I he like I, cut you off saying not good at tools. Can't no, do I'm tools. Not, I don't do tools. And he like really didn't take in what I said after that. You know, yeah. was like, I was so, like, sometimes you're gonna have to replace these water lines. You know, it's real simple. You know, you need a couple wrenches. You do this, you know, when we once had men who could teach a classroom of children and then go home and trim a hedge with a tool, mm-hmm. 
we now have men that teach through classroom of children and have Mexicans do their yard work, Mm -hmm. right? And then so what happens if those handymans or those Mexicans are so busy that they can't come to your house? We've lost the ability to do basic maintenance, basic repair on our own homes. Just like the women, you could say, you know, I know there's this is like all, you know, gender stereotypes or whatever, and I don't care. But the women have lost the skills of being able to bake bread or make something from scratch or make the most out of what they have and figure it out. They have like, if you can't buy a rotisserie chicken, then we're not eating dinner tonight, you know? And I have a feeling, because that's getting at the real issue. That's like a real big deal to you and me yeah, and, and probably anybody listening to this. And I have a feeling that it's not very accurate today that I think South Park got that one wrong. <laughs> Goddamn cartoons, not, not getting reality. <laughs> right. Um, but uh, I, you could say the same thing about when they talked about uh, cisgender, when Cartman was, um, um, he said it was the first time I'd ever heard the term cisgender was yeah. on South Park when Cartman put a bow on his hat. And so said, that he I could use, use the, the girl's, girl's bathroom, bathroom to take dumps at lunchtime. And uh, <laughs> then he like threw a fit again. He wanted his own private bathroom because he didn't want to share a bathroom with cisgenders. And yes. And it was like, what the fuck is that? Like, yeah. to me, that was that was funny. But like um, Mr. Garrison, the gay preschool teacher. Yes. He's like, oh, boy, you guys better. Let get him his bathroom. Like, like you can't, up. you can't fuck with this because cisgender is like the PC term for people who aren't trans. So, and then someone's like, "Do you mean normal?" No, you no, can't say you that can't word say anymore. That. And all of it, all of it was so absurd, and I laughed so hard. And now I think back on that, and it was all. It's like, no, that's like the real conversation. Today. Yeah, they were just kind of, you know, poking fun at something, and it was the same thing too with uh, the PC principal. Yeah. Not him, but then they had um, strong, strong woman, strong woman or something. Um, And she was an athlete. Yeah. She gets beaten out by a man. And it was was essentially Randy Savage. the wrestler. (laughs) He's like, oh, yeah, yeah, I'm the toughest woman. He's (laughs) He's got a beard and and he's like, you can see his package through his tights and stuff. (laughs) And it was very absurd. And maybe that's still absurd to some degree, but not. But it's also but it's also not it's It's also not a slight exaggeration. So then we we have these men that are now protesting outside of the Home Depot. Go ahead. And I just want to put the nail in that of that. um, So while South Park might be exaggerating the idea that a group of men who are homeowners wouldn't know how to run a power saw today, Mm -hmm. that if those are those men seem like they're in their 40s. Right. But if they were in their 20s. Yeah. That is very I my own examining of people around me that would be very likely true i think we think they're in their 40s because you are i'm almost in my 40s you're in your 40s i think they're probably in their late 30s you know what i mean yeah they're supposed to be a little younger yeah but either which is a hard concept because south park's been on since what 1996 yeah i was a kid they just don't get older you know they went up one grade or something (laughs) yeah that was it but these guys are now protesting Homer, outside. Homer Simpson is much younger than me. That's weird. That was He's a like weird 34 or 36, I think. Yeah. yeah. Like so anyways, they're protesting about this because they're upset that they can't get the things they need fixed, even though they're waving money around. And then they start to realize, wait, does this mean that we wasted our money going to college? Yeah. And that we should yeah, never have gone to college aspect. and got these jobs. And instead, we should have learned to do the things that actually need to be done in our actual lives. Mm-hmm. And then they start protesting to get their money back from going to college yes it changes oh, the protest in, so into trying to get their money back from going to college mm-hmm. 
And meanwhile, the um, handymen are like wearing fur coats and they have like. They're all kind of like pimps. Like but hot still, bitches. Yeah, the guy still doesn't have teeth and he talks like, I'm going to head on down to Home Depot and get some screws for this. <laughs> but he's wearing a fur coat and hat and glasses, you know? Yeah, he's got like cool sunglasses and stuff. <laughs> Bunch of Mountain Dew, probably. I didn't see that part, but I'm assuming. Well, it's definitely there. <laughs> There's a lot of Mountain the, Dew. You don't lose that many teeth without meth or Mountain Dew. <laughs> Maybe a little of both. Maybe Meth- a little, of, little from column A, a little from column B. <laughs> so anyway, I think this is, is was a beautiful commentary that you say like, okay, so all these th- physical, real life things that need to get done, don't get done because of your college education. And that college education costs a lot of money and you were tricked into thinking that was the only way you were going to be successful and have what you need in life. And so... It really was commentary to me and what we talk about a lot, where we've been slowly since the Industrial Revolution moved farther and farther away from doing the things that actually help our, ourselves and keep us alive, mm-hmm. to supporting other systems to in, in trade for them keeping us alive, right? Mm-hmm. Where we continuously lose our skills and our control and our access to our own resources. And so now we're in this position where we have a college education and you suddenly realize that if you were in the situation where you really needed physical things fixed, you actually needed someone to grow food. You actually needed something to, to, you know, heat your house or whatever that training somebody for two hours of a counseling session <laughs> is not actually currency. It's yeah. that That's the best example because it's so ridiculous because for you to even say that is to think everyone needs therapy. Mm-hmm. A lot of people don't need therapy. A lot of people don't want it, you know, don't want it, don't need it. It's not going to help them. Your therapy in particular might be the opposite of what they need. You know, like, you know, even if they maybe say they think they need therapy, just because you go to a therapist doesn't mean it was the right thing. That might might have been the very wrong thing at the wrong time from the wrong person, you know. Yeah. So this did remind me a bit of when we had our Agoras here on our property in 2021. Yes. Yes. Whereas I had this vision of bringing people who were making and producing things onto one place so that we could trade and share with each other in a way that was outside of any system and it's free and open on private property. Right. And we, um, we, I think grow, build, learn, share. Yeah. Autonomous individuals coming together on private property to share and trade resources freely. Yeah. That's what the slogan was. And so we came together, but the people who came together were different than I was expecting. And it was still great. A small pool of people who were on board with us who were still really tight with. Right. And there we had an herbalist who was actually going out and foraging things and crafting medicines. And happy to come into our woods and take a look at things. Yes. And and she was, she she comes still and we just did a workshop together and she's amazing. But then the other people, they were um, pimping uh, some kind of an online class and their marketing business. Uh Then somebody else was talking about a Beamer machine, which was some kind of a, it's gotta be loaded with EMF. You know, like looking back at it, but anyway, some kind of a, a map. That's a whole other thing. I'd love to talk about it. But yeah. But the point is, is it's people offering services, services, which are luxurious yes. in my own opinion. Nobody needs, like we could have a conversation about what the Beamer machine is and whether or not those freak, it's a frequency device, you know, like, uh, someone with cancer might think that that's the way that they're going to solve their problem. Sure. Right. But that's not. That's a luxury yeah. to even solve the problem. Somebody else was, or was even maybe it's a luxury to have cancer. Oh my god! Oh my gosh! There was Matthew so, Smith. I'm sorry if that was offensive. <laughs> There's just so many ways to look at things and so many questions to ask. But th- what I'm getting at here is these 
Other somebody else had, was doing voice lessons. There were people with yep. artwork. There were yeah. people with jewelry. There were people. Um, I wish we had a candle maker. We didn't at that. Yeah, one. jewelry is closer to what we're talking. What we want, though. Yeah, closer. somebody making. They're something, doing something, right? We had somebody that made chocolates from like good ingredients, yeah. and it wasn't their thing. They didn't do that regularly, and they went to the store to get the things, but it was still cool. But it was, and it was good, you know. And they were really too. good chocolate. But we were the only one that had. Things that you could take and use, like you were going to we eat egg sausage. Sour, egg, sausage, pasta, sauerkraut, yeah. um, we, we fermented a, applesauce. We had a nice, nice spread of things. Yeah, I had was selling Swiss chard because we had so much in the garden that year. Mm. We had lots of stuff. And so our second one, we were selling sausage to eat there. And we had no one else do, we were doing any food. Everything else was services. Service. And even then, the herbalist friend didn't make it that time. So yeah. it was only services. And it made me realize... Wow, if shit really hits the fan, people need to decide that they're not going to just keep doing the thing that they paid to go to school for or that they're passionate about, that they need to pick up some other kind of skill that's physical. At the beginning of the Agoras, I pictured a farmer's market without, keep in mind the time frame of it, without masks, without vaccines, but a farmer's market yes. with a, an actual free, freedom-based farmer's market. Right. And... um by that last one, it was like, this is closer to a job fair. Yeah. This feels like a fucking yes, job fair. Yes, I know. It was like, okay, they're just, you know, it's cool. Like, I get it. But now we have two chiropractors here. Then, like, the first one, he's cool. Like, he really helped me. A like, chiropractor being there is pretty cool. Having one, if you had 10 booths, people selling various food and, and medicine crafted and crafted and, items yeah. and stuff like that. And there was a chiropractor there. It would be like, wow, what this a cool, so what cool. a cool mix. Yeah. I love that. But, but then when the you have second multiple, one, uh, you know, someone with a beamer, someone with the, uh, the like, couple, couple, um, uh, chiropractors, uh, you know, a therapist that's offering stuff, you know, like yeah, I don't other know. people that does nutritional counseling people offering, um, uh, you know, uh, autonomy based fucking marketing yeah. stuff, you know, it was like just like, okay, none of this is in our physical realm. And it's like, when you're thinking like, we're trying to build the new earth, you know, you hear that term sometimes yeah. and you're like, we're moving out of this and we're trying to build the new earth. You don't build the new earth from a counseling session, you build the new earth from growing food or crafting something or preserving food or building a house or what, you know, like lots of different things. We can't therapy ourselves out of this one. No, there's not, that's not a thing. And it doesn't mean that those skills that that person has would be totally not useful because having like conflict management and stuff would be really important in a community, but they also need to know how to swing a hammer. Yes, but it would never be called conflict management. (laughs) Right. They would be someone who can swing a hammer and they just happen to be good at talking to people. Yeah. Right. We wouldn't need, we wouldn't. Okay. <sighs> Fuck. Let's go all the way back to, to like when me and Adam started and we called it into the apocalypse and we would talk about who you want to take into the apocalypse. Yes. The people who can swing hammers are kind of like first Yeah, to me or no, no. People who can grow food mm-hmm. are first. The people who can grow food need people who can swing hammers so that we can, so, you know, you can kind of expand infrastructure whatever. Yeah. And there are places for people who I'll say don't offer any skills. Mm -hmm. They add to the human condition. Everyone adds to the human condition. So everyone has some sort of a place if Mm -hmm. they're, if they're ready for it. But uh, like we've talked about Monica for this, like, um, or, or Charlie Robinson, who we've talked to before, you know, like, People like that, they say, oh, I would be dead in the apocalypse. Yeah. But I would want to keep them along 
as essentially like librarians. Yeah. As essentially like information keepers. Sure. Uh, cocktail makers in the oh, case that's of what Monica, Monica says. She's the bartender and librarian. Uh, there's not not a place for the for the smart people. I will say. Well, and they're going to help you problem solve and help you stay motivated. You know, like help make a plan to go out and execute. But first things first. I think all those people would learn how to swing a hammer. They would. They would just like they or the, make the sauerkraut, people, which pe- Monica is. Learning. You wouldn't want. You wouldn't want just anyone to be your librarian. Not, yeah. and not, not even just anyone who knows all the books, mm-hmm. but someone who knows all the books who's not fucking worthless. Yeah. Right. Someone who will swing a hammer when they need to. Um, but one thing that you don't need is someone who's just there to just talk to people. Well, fuck. No, no. Right. You need a preacher, right? Well, you know, like think about think about that kind of like you need a clergyman, right? Yeah, but if that person's not cleaning their own laundry and keeping oh, their space they need clean, to swing, you know that what clergyman I mean? needs to be able to swing a hammer, right? But see, it's a clergyman or whatever. I don't know what you know the religious person that's going to keep us like spiritually balanced. Yeah. That's what you have instead of a the mystic, fucking therapist. Whatever. Yeah, you don't have a therapist. You don't have someone who's just like. Oh, are you really ha- are you really struggling with the fact that humanity fell and like and like <laughs> now now we're the only survivors? Like, yeah. is that bothering Isn't you? Really Tell hard? me, how does that feel when you think about childhood? How was your childhood? Yeah, what was your relationship with your father like? So you it's know? kind of like, like okay, like I get it, I get it. It's like we've all been adapting to what our society is and how can we survive within that and how can we make money, right? And a lot of people have chosen to go to college and do these jobs that seem very important and you can make a lot of money from. But when you look at what the reality of nature and survival is and, you know, 2020 kind of made that happen for everybody to some extent, I really feel like you start to realize pretty quickly that you can't eat your college education. You can't build a house from your college yeah, education. I think, I think there's nutrients in paper. <laughs> there might be. But there's also probably I mean, a lot of starving, toxins. If you were starving, you would yeah, at least what, burn it. So you use it to start the fire. What do they use in the ink on those college <laughs> certificates? It's something what are they called? Really Diplomas. Yeah. See, I, I've never graduated from anything, so I don't even know what that thing's <laughs> called. That piece of paper people say has value oh i don't yeah well you can't eat it i'm gonna stick to you can't eat your college education i don't care about the paper part of it i mean just like all the things you learned in school even people who go for agriculture i was gonna say the exception might be agriculture well i I don't think you you would everything you would be learning would be useless but if you never go out and work in the field Mm -hmm. and i literally mean a field in this case but in the field you know if you don't ever go and start doing the things you don't actually know it yeah you only have like this education and this idea absolutely with and that's even more true with every individual type of college education i you know in uh 2000-ish ish there it is again um we uh i knew almost everyone i knew I've, i think i've talked about this on here before too that almost everyone i knew was in college like just about everybody except for me and a few other like core really tight friends of mine and i don't know if more than one or two of those people went into what they were being educated for right i do know of a lot of them who all work in bars record stores coffee shops yeah I, you know that's, it's funny I that's what your poli sci degree your environmental yeah. science degree your um uh, I, I was just hearing adam talk about this because he was 
um, I listened to Deborah gets red pilled for the first time and I'm getting a chance to listen to podcasts in a while. And he was yeah. talking about how my wife has a psychology degree or whatever, like every other girl that like every other millennial goes through that, that and then like, doesn't do anything with it. I don't know if he said psychiatry, whatever with, know. with a college that's nearby the college that's nearby here. Um, <laughs> the Fairhaven college. Yeah. They it's a design your own degree yeah. college. And you would not believe how many people I knew who were majoring in silk screening, screen printing, right? screen printing. Yeah. Screen printing. And it was like, it was like, Oh, like the first time I heard that, I was like, Oh, that's fucking cool. Holy shit. You can like, yeah, yeah, totally. You know, yeah. like I'm not even the first one. Like it's like a, it's like an established program and through people being able to do their own stuff. When the first person did that, that was probably cool as shit that they were able yeah. to like, cause it's, I guess it's complex how you can actually like certify yourself to become college certified yeah. or whatever. There's like, there's like things that other, I'm sure they were boards, taking math and boards business and, and stuff, stuff. Look at it, you know, yeah. and like, you know, it's, they don't just like give it to you because they say that they can give it to you. But this, this college had some special program where they would help you build your own major. I was, I was encouraged to go there multiple times from multiple people for different things. Yeah. But I was always like, yeah, but I'm not going to fucking do all these other classes and I'm yeah. not going to pay for any of it. Yeah. Can I just go and not pay? And I'll I remember trying back. to do that. There was this one class at Western that was like um, all about the history of horror movies. Mm -hmm. And I really wanted to go and sit in the back. And like, I didn't know if I was always kind of too pussy to go try, you know, mm -hmm. like if I didn't know if I'd get kicked out, but just the screen printing thing. Um, I knew I, I say so many, but it was probably like four. Yeah, that's four a lot. People, but that's, that's a lot because that's such a unique, weird thing, mm -hmm. how right? Many, how many screen printers do we need in town? You know, I don't have a follow up on any of them. The closest is my friend Willow, uh, who moved back to her parents' land. She, but I'm she pretty stayed sure in, she she was still an artist. But I'm pretty sure she still does artwork, painting or whatever. Yeah, but she's a farmer with her with her husband and children yeah she's probably of all those people she's she probably, probably the, most, a bit. Yeah. the most like right on about good, shit good for her uh well her parents i've met her parents her parents were fucking cool they were goat farmers mm -hmm. and living in the middle of nowhere she moved to the big city of bellingham <laughs> <laughs> to to go to college um and then as soon as she was done she was like i'm gonna marry somebody and move them back to my family's property and she lives on her family's property she's doing something very similar well, that's to what we're cool. doing. I, maybe i should reconnect with them. and then she'll listen to this and, and be like why are you talking about me <laughs> that's fucked up it's so weird because like those people that were important to you for a period of time during that formidable years you know and like you actually look back and you barely knew them because you only knew them for such a short period of time compared to everything else you know mm -hmm. but anyway it's the point is is that the people that you knew doing that were aren't the, none of the people that I knew when they were going to school for something really ended up doing those things with the exception of people who went to like nursing school. Yeah. Okay. And then like, I have someone who was way, I can't remember what his fucking degree was, but it was way sciencey uh -huh. um, mechanical engineering or something, something like that. He was always in the books and I couldn't understand what his books were about. Yeah. You know, like anybody who's doing anything else, I could like pick up their book and, you know, yeah. get an idea but his was like it's all like math equations but it's not a math book it's a, so, yeah <laughs> you know? science stuff and, chemistry whatever uh uh that guy his name was guy um <laughs> he uh was a yoga instructor for a long time yeah but now i know he's not doing that and he has like three kids and i'm pretty sure he's using that science degree to work in an office somewhere 
just okay. guessing. I don't yeah. really have a good follow up on that, but that's approximately what's. And going we knew on. somebody else who was going for biology and stuff. Now they do real estate. It's like, there, yeah. yeah, there's just like, I don't know, going to college to learn something that you might not ever need to use is weird and it's expensive. And this this episode really brought to light this idea that even if we go to college and we want to do one of these cushier jobs where we don't have to do physically exert ourselves and we get paid more than those who are physically exerting themselves, we still need to maintain some kind of dignity, autonomy, understanding of how to care for ourselves personally. Yeah. And so just by trying to fix your oven hinges before you hire out someone to do it. Right. So here's, I'm going to give my kind of conclusion here. My personal one here is that uh, honestly, as much shit as I've talked throughout the years, throughout my entire life, honestly, since I dropped out of school in eighth grade, uh, I think that education's fucking bunk, essentially. Okay. But uh, I think there's, I think it's fine in the sense of what it was when we were kids of that someone goes, well, just, I'm just going to pick accounting. You go for what? What do you get? An accounting degree, or is it like yeah. an arithmetic degree? An accounting you know, degree. An accounting degree, uh, because you're good at math and you like doing that stuff. But the whole goal of it was to buy a, start a family, and buy a home. Yeah. And then to, as an accountant, you're looking at money all day. You're saving money, so you go out and you buy a table saw and you make your own shelves instead of going and you know, like you you invest in the too expensive of table saw. But you got that one saw. You don't even need like a whole shop of things, but you got a table saw. And now whenever you want to put a new shelf in somewhere, you go to the hardware store and buy lumber, which especially pre-2020 was much cheaper. See, now it's all flipped upside down because Amazon, you can get something cheaper. Yeah. 100% delivered to your home. You just have to assemble it with no tools. Maybe it even comes with white gloves. (laughs) Uh, That's always um, funny to me. Um, but, uh, like, and there's really, there's nothing too wrong with that. I mean, sure. The fact that we need accountants, I might say some really critical things of culture and society as a whole tax systems is the reason we need them because they're impossible to understand. So so if I ignore all of that though, and I just say that that's a function that's needed and it, and it's helped by having a education that you actually learn something through. It's not just the the signal that, hey, look, I'm able to sit and do nothing all day and make it look like it's something. But, you know, you it helps you come to understand mathematical equations better. It helps you put yourself brain in such a way that you can always do addition, subtraction, and multiplication, the basics, without thinking. They, they, it's, it, you, you hear two numbers and you can tell what they are multiplied. Like, you, you know... Um, I think all of that would be good stuff that's pulled away from an education, but that that was always applied with the need to be able to function in this world. Yeah. But somewhere along the line that has shifted and those people are dying out. And now us millennials are coming in and we're a little worse. And then this Gen Z is that next is coming through. I don't care about these names. I'm just saying the the ones who are 20 now, when they're 40, they're going to be here. And they're going to have grown up with dads who didn't really do that. Who called the the repair who called man. the repairman? And then if and if saying that things are just stay on this track so that they get to our age, and now all of a sudden, like repairmen aren't even existing 
could be an issue because no one went to trade school. Well, that's how we can get laws passed that say you can't repair things and you have to have them replaced by these certain certified yes. things, you know, Which because those doing... guys will be like, yeah, oh, that's a good idea because I can't fix my shit anyway. Which they're doing all the time. Like at one point they were saying that you needed to get rid of your electrical equipment mm -hmm. because you needed gas because it was better for the environment. And now they're trying to get rid of natural gas in our county. Yeah. Like it, it, it we cook food commercially with gas and they're telling us that if these go we may have to not be able to replace them yeah like like it might be illegal in like they're really what it's coming to is do we invest in new gas ovens now because if these last another five years we might not be able to replace them yeah we might not be able to legally buy and have them shipped here we might have to have them shipped to another to, over the to way, idaho and then drive them from the idaho. way we get those kind of laws passed is because we have people who think that the environment kind of propaganda stuff is more important than the function of being able to do things because they don't understand the function but i also want to throw out too with the gas it used to be the other way yeah you and now they're saying electric, electric and then they're going to say Oh shit, we got to throw all our Teslas away and all our electric stoves. Like they're just trying to keep you turns from being out able hydrogen to... was safe all along and that whole Hindenburg fucking psyop <laughs> was just to fuck with us. We just need to keep selling you new things and keep making you have to buy them. Mm -hmm. And that sucks. So I say to anyone out there, you can't eat your college degree. And if you already have one, good for you. But figure out how to learn the things that you need to do to survive in this life. And I kind of really want to find someone with a, with a diploma and buy it from them and eat it to prove you wrong. Well, are you your can. hands clean? Or did you wash your hands after you took those big mud pies earlier? <laughs> oh, big fat mud pies. But why'd you get that? Why did that repairman install that toilet that was a joke toilet with a small hole only for farts? <laughs> see, you don't have to deal with those crazy repairmen running around see, your house like that. We get that. real mature around here. We're super mature because we love really shitty shows. <laughs> but you know what? It's okay. Oh, so I think this was very enjoyable and fun. It's something that I wanted to kind of, you know, go through with you. And, and yeah, see, it's great. It's a great callus for something like this because we just talk about a funny show that we yeah. liked. Um, but there's a million things it, 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 you pull on any thread from it and it becomes an interesting conversation. Sure. Like we, other people I'm sure have talked about the same South Park episode, but they're mostly talking about Disney. I've only heard the Disney and the Pandaverse stuff come up in conversation. And I think that's great a too. Thing out there in meme form, at least where they're saying that, um, I don't know if any of this is true. I knew that there were going to do a, uh, a person Snow of White. color, Snow White with non-dwarves or something like that i'd heard about it and now i've heard that they've canceled it and there's people are saying it's because of south park and look at what south park did it's fucking amazing they're really they're really changing things within disney and i'm just like guys that's not what happened if that is what's happened it's all scripted and south park's in on it and i don't want to yeah. think that i want to think they're better than that but i don't really I, think they're better than that. i i doubt it at the end of the day they're probably not that doesn't mean that uh they didn't help shape my way of seeing this world in some ways. Like yeah. I, when I first became non-liberal, when I was first distancing myself from that term, you know what term I used? What? I don't know if I ever even told you this. What? I said, I'm a South Park conservative. Oh no, you did tell me that. Yeah. yeah. I, because I could see, because suddenly I started to see, wait, South Park isn't liberal. Like everything else. They're not liberal. They're not conservative per se. They're not like, they're not, they're not let's see, like, that would have been, this was in the time of Bush, right? Yeah. Bush was our president and I was not a Bush guy. 
they were not Bush people, but they weren't liberals. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm on, I'm a self. self and and that, I, it wasn't my term. That was a term that was out there. Oh, okay. I read that and I was like, oh yeah, that's it. That's yeah. where it's I'm before at. you really understood. You could say libertarian or something. It was, yeah. it was literally my, the clo- like, I didn't think that libertarianism existed essentially at that time. I didn't know about Ron Paul yet at that time. Um, you know, so I don't know. It was just part of my, my my coming of age <laughs> yeah it's it's all really interesting stuff and um yeah i think i think for us um any show can be something that will lead us to conversation because every show has some form of propaganda and some form of you know uh commentary on society and it's there for you to dissect and look at and learn from and think about and or you can just stare at it and drool on yourself and eat popcorn that's cool and diplomas too. <laughs> and eat diplomas. This guy is hungry for diplomas. He's going on eBay and buying them up from everybody. <laughs> Nobody cares about him anymore. They're going for a nickel piece. Uh, oh man, that's weird. Nickel if your diploma's this big. You're creepy <laughs> in the alley and stuff. People are like, sure, have it. It means nothing. Yeah, it means nothing. <laughs> it's gotten to me nowhere. Means nothing except for to me in debt. or any employer. Oh my goodness. Okay. Well, thank you everyone for listening again to another episode of the world as it is today. That's right. You can reach out to us. Um, greener postures at PM.me is a good place to email us. Instagram at, have, at have, preserving today. And we also have a world as it is today. I barely check it. Yeah. No one like three people's ever emailed us there. Okay. So I'm just, I'm just gonna just, just let that yeah, one die. Let's just let it go. Yeah, that's fine. But yeah, we've also got the world as it is today on Instagram where you can follow us where I'll post when we put new shows out. And I appreciate all of you for subscribing and liking, smashing the bell or whatever <laughs> the things are you're supposed to say. That's for YouTube. This is not on YouTube. Don't get confused. I am always confused. It's all one big blobby mess of social media. <laughs> well, we're putting this out there anyway for AI to use and um, exploit in some way. Mm-hmm. And that'll be another episode. Sounds so good. we'll see you then. All Bye. Right. Peace out.